0: Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, it is 13 December, Sunday. It's time for the prophecy update of the week. And I got a few announcements before we get into the update as normal. The first one is, and I haven't got a call back, which means he's still asleep, and so uh, I won't bother him on the iPad, but my son got engaged last night. (laughs) I've I've made jokes to him while he's been in this church several times. Uh, This is his fiance trying to prompt him along, and... uh, it never worked, and finally he, uh, about two or three months ago, came and told me, and he asked permission of uh, the girl's father, and uh, the father actually said, what took you so long? So here you go with that, but uh, I'm just so happy. I'm just absolutely elated. He's uh, he's going to marry a wonderful girl named Faith, and uh, boy, just we're so happy about this. Um, got a few uh, visitors here for the first time. We've got uh, Bob and Robin Holder, who actually came out to the projects yesterday to do missionary work with us, which was really wonderful. Um, You know, a lot of people come and visit Sarasota, and the number that come out to the projects has been steadily increasing over the years, but it's not for everybody. And uh, yesterday was kind of, it was very nice weather, but we didn't have as many people that we met uh, as we normally would the first probably 15 minutes. We didn't meet anybody except one family. So, um, but uh, then sometimes we're just inundated with people, and uh, but they uh, brought a whole supply of Bibles. We're handing them out to people, and it was just a wonderful time. So thank you for making that effort along with making this effort today. And then we have um, Alan G, who was here before, but his sister, Diane Erickson, has never been here before. She's from Minnesota, and she's been attending online when she can, and it's a real honor to have you here. So welcome to you. And I think it may be, it might not be, but it may be a little warmer here than uh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would think so. And then uh, we've got Dr. Aaron and Dr. Tulas. And I hope I pronounced your name Tulas. right. What? Dulcy. Dulcy. You know, I knew that too. I just, I didn't, my eye is so bad that uh, it looks like a colon. So I knew that. I just, you know, I want to read off of the, uh, the notes and uh, it's wonderful to have you guys here. They uh, have a dental practice up in Tampa. They've just, Orlando. Orlando. Okay. Orlando. And once again, I knew that as well. I don't, I, I'm just all over the place this morning, but yes, they're in Orlando. They um, uh, just bought their, your own practice, didn't you? So I've, you know, I've known them for a little while. They've been down here a couple times, but uh, having them here, uh, what is the name of your practice? Dentistry. Goodwin Dentistry and Medicine. So if uh, anybody lives in the Orlando area, you want to make sure that you go to that. And this guy is not just a dentist. He's also a, a doctor and he decided to get a, his doctorate. And w- what is your specialty at being doctor? General medicine. general medicine, so he can pretty much cure anything. My my <laughs> grandfather, back in the uh, 70s, 60s, anyway, my grandfather was a general practitioner, and he had a black bag, and back then he would go drive all over, I mean, all the way up to Longboat Key and everywhere, and he would take care of people, 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever. They called, he went out, but he had his own practice as well. So he's a general practitioner, but he's also a dentist. And so you, you go in there and you've got uh, maybe you need a kidney replaced and your tooth pulled out. I think he could do both. I don't know. I'm just kidding of course, but anyway, very nice people. I can recommend them highly. Not on their their uh, their dental stuff, because I've never had them do it, but on their personality, their Christian faith, they're really wonderful people. So welcome to you as well. Um, now I have a question before I get into anything else is somebody sent me some Barnett's chocolates and there was no name, nothing. And so if you sent that to me, please let me know because I try to be appreciative of things like that. And it could have been a family member. It could have been somebody that attends online. I don't know, but there you go. I just wanted to let somebody know somewhere that they sent that and there was nothing attached, no name or anything. Um, We got uh, a note from Wade Nolan. He's out in Washington State. I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. He's been uploading the YouTube videos to Sermon Audio. Uh, Sermon Audio is a storage site for things like that. You can listen to sermons from people all over the world. You can listen to people that have podcasts before they had uh, videos. You know, some of the great uh, people of ages past when they did have radio and, uh, you know, recorded those things. There's just a wealth of sermons and the like on that site, and he has been uploading these steadily, and in just a couple of weeks, this guy is stripped off of YouTube and uploaded to Sermon Audio over 300 sermons, okay? He's just doing an amazing amount of work because each one takes quite a bit of time, Um Uh, that equates to moving, downloading, and uploading somewhere in the ballpark of one and a half terabytes of info. he says, oh, my aching back. Uh, (laughs) Data is sure an interesting concept. It has no mass. It can be sent through the air, and yet somehow it takes up space. I'm currently working on finishing Genesis and Romans. Genesis will be done soon. When Romans is done, it will be on to Exodus and 1 Corinthians the reason why this is important is because you know that uh, we have been getting censored. I'm talking about conservatives and Christians more and more on the main platform that is out there. And eventually, we are going to be taken down. There's no doubt about it. And so these will be available there. We will have live streaming available there. We don't use it now, but that will be an option. And if we ever are off YouTube, if we're ever off of Facebook, uh, because of what's obviously going on in this world you want to go to the Superior Word website and there will be a post right on the main page. We have moved everything to this location. Go to this link if you want to attend online, etc. We will have backup on that. We're not going to Rumble yet because Rumble has not provided enough uh, space for a full, you know, three hours worth of stuff on Sunday, but we may move there someday because they are growing. There's a lot more videos being posted there. Eventually they will have more uh, space in their servers and they'll be expanding and we will be getting away from the platforms that we're using right now. And this is really important because this world is changing and people are being silenced. So I just want to make that known right now before it happens, that if you ever see that we are not on, we've been banned, whatever, you want to go to the Superior Word website, superiorword.org, and just look on the main page, and we will have everything that you need to know. But I want to thank Wade, especially for all the work he's done in just a couple of weeks. We've got literally thousands and thousands of videos, and he said, we're going to get them up there. Okay, so there you go. Okay, our first category, as always. Did I mention that my son got engaged last night? <laughs> Is Israel from Arach Czech Republic to open diplomatic mission in Jerusalem. That's good news. Czech ambassador to Israel Martin Stropnicki delivered a letter to the head of the foreign ministry's strategic planning department, Alan Barr, announcing his government's intention to open the diplomatic office in Jerusalem. According to the ambassador, this is a promise made by the Czech president, Milos Zaman, about two years ago. We mentioned it that time. Here we are. From Israel Hayom, Israel expects $220 million in non-defense trade with Bahrain in 2021. Meeting Israel, Prime Minister Netanyahu in Jerusalem, Bahrain's industry, commerce, and tourism minister, Zayed bin Rashid al-Zayani, said he saw an immense opportunity to even develop ties further, not just in terms of business, in terms of culture, sport, exchange, tourism the economy ministry's trade forecast anticipated growth in Israeli exports to Bahrain of diamonds and refined metals for chemicals and of imports of oil and aluminum from Bahrain. A September 13th memorandum by Israeli's intelligence ministry said that Bahrain may voice interest in acquiring Israeli military and security technologies as well. So things are going there. Once again, I'd like to remind you that all of this, All of this was brokered by our president, our current president, who has done his very best to support Israel. He has been the strongest supporter of Israel that I know of in my lifetime and probably in the history of this nation. And there have been some real supportive presidents of this country, but I think Trump has done more than any other president. From All Israel News... Bahrain will consider products coming from settlements made in Israel. Now, before you freak out, if you already heard about this, I'm going to read it and then I'll go on to the next article. In an unprecedented move, a Bahraini official said in his country they will recognize goods from the West Bank as Israeli made, a move that has upset Palestinians and flies in the face of a general international approach that considers Israeli settlements illegal. During a three-day visit to Israel, Trade Minister Zayed bin Rashid al-Zayani said that all— Why do they have such long names over there? I mean, it just goes on and on sometimes. Anyway, um, he, uh, he said that all goods and services offered by Israelis will be treated as products of the country, even goods from the West Bank and the Golan Heights. And then from the Jerusalem Post, about six minutes later, Bahrain reverses acceptance of Made in Israel label on goods from Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem. The minister's statement was misrepresented, and the ministry is committed to the Bahrainians' government, their unwavering stance regarding adherence to the resolutions of the United Nations, BNA said, quoting an official source from the Ministry of Industry, Commerce and Tourism. So he opened his mouth and he said something that they were probably planning on doing behind the scenes, and when he said it in public, everybody went ballistic, especially the United Nations, and they've kind of retracted that. But it wouldn't surprise me if they just accept the stuff Even if it's not stamped made in Israel, they'll accept it. From the Jerusalem Post, Morocco, Israel normalized ties as U.S. recognizes Western Sahara. If you haven't heard about that, that's another giant move. That's the fourth country in just a couple of months that has acknowledged Israel because of our current president. Israel and Morocco have agreed to establish diplomatic relations. Morocco became the fourth Arab country to normalize ties with Israel in just four months. Israel, in exchange for U.S. recognition of Western Sahara sovereignty. Okay, I don't know if you know what's been going on, but the Western Sahara, Morocco has wanted to be considered sovereign over that area. It's a buffer for them, land that they can possess, and that's been a sticking point for many countries, and uh, President Trump said, we would acknowledge that, and if you will, make peace with Israel, and that's how it worked out. So, um, Where was I? The deal will include direct flights between the two countries. Defense Minister Gantz and Foreign Minister Gabi Ashkenazi learned about the agreement from Americans, not from Netanyahu. So Netanyahu's been brokering all these deals and not even telling the people in his own government. And that's probably because they would then start blabbing. And the next thing you know, the deal falls through. So it's probably a good thing. Trump has done that quite a few times, where he's kept Pelosi and others out of the mix of things. And Rightfully so, because every time he tried something to work with them, they would always come out under them and, and, you know, try to destroy what he was doing. So eventually there's a point where you just have to get things done and then let the world know. From the Times of Israel, United Nations position on Moroccan sovereignty over Sahara is unchanged by U.S. recognition. So the rest of the world may not recognize it, but the United States will, and they were willing to go with just that guarantee from the United States to make this deal. Another slap in the face of the left in this country and, you know, the people that are opposed to what President Trump has been doing. And then, just this morning, from all Israel, Israel establishes diplomatic relations with Bhutan. It's not even in the Middle East, but it was because of what's going on as brokered by President Trump, Bhutan. Now, the fifth deal in just four months has made peace with Israel. They are recognizing them as a nation and establishing diplomatic ties. This is all because of our current president, who wants the best for Israel. He's not a theologian. He doesn't understand the end times, and he's just doing what he thinks is right for the Israeli people, for the people that support Israel, and he has done a great job of it. If you're opposed to what he is doing, you obviously don't know your Bible as well as you should, because these countries that have made these deals are not recorded as coming against Israel in Gog Magog. They're not recorded. Morocco is not. Bahrain is not. UAE is not. Saudi Arabia is probably going to, in the very near future, do the same thing. They are not. So uh, make sure you understand the entire scope of the Bible, and you'll understand that what he is doing is actually protecting Israel. It is not harming Israel. All right, from Christian News today, I'd like to send my hats off to Jerry Strenger in Montana. He's just now, this week, finishing up all of the Torah sermons. And that's a lot of sermons. He will be caught up with us in the book of Deuteronomy. We're up to Deuteronomy 9. We've only been in Deuteronomy for about seven years, so we're up to chapter 9. It's not been that long, but he's faithfully gotten through all of the five books of Moses up to where we are now, and the other books, you know, uh, Jonah and Esther, and the the small books we've done in between the uh, Torah books, he's been plugging away at those as well. So my hat is off to him. Great job. Uh, From the Epic Times almost all of record turnout of committed evangelicals backed Trump. You didn't hear this in the news, but it's true that nearly universal turnout level dwarfed the estimated national turnout level of 66%, which itself was above average. George Barna, who conducted the survey said in a recent statement, publicizing the results, but just as remarkable as their turnout was the solidarity of the segment's vote. 97% of SAGE, S-A-G-E cons, which are spiritually active, governance-engaged, conservative Christians, cast their ballot for President Trump. To place that unity in context, the National exit polls show the highest levels of solidarity among the other population segments to include Democrats at 94% for Biden, Republicans 94% for Trump, Black women 90% for Biden, liberals 89% for Biden, Blacks 87% for Biden, and conservatives 85% for Trump. However, none of those segments had a turnout level approaching that of Sage Khan's. The intensity of support for Trump among SAGE voters may also help explain the intensity of public concern about allegations of the voting fraud that has been going on in the presidential race. Barnes says the results of the survey show that while sage cons represent only nine percent of the adult population, their high turnout resulted in their making up more than 14 percent of the voting population. That translates into raw numbers of approximately 23 million sage con votes cast, with more than 22.3 million of those going to the president. That's a huge turnout for Christians, especially evangelical Christians. From the Christian headlines, World Evangelical Alliance leader warns that Bible knowledge is fading away. I think we could all agree that's the case. Well, he's coming out with a warning on it. Dr. Thomas Schurmacher believes that biblical literacy is a growing, troubling trend in the global evangelical church today. Schurmacher explained that beyond all theological differences, financial problems, and political questions, our biggest problem is that Bible knowledge is is fading away, and he has a couple reasons for it. In the Western world, more and more kids that come from evangelical families are not really rooted in the Bible, and many end up departing from the faith, he asserted. Conversely, more young people around the world are becoming Christians. Schumacher however, noted that they only know about the Bible what they learn from their conversion, instead of growing deeper in biblical knowledge. Meanwhile, young Christians in rural areas are usually placed in pastoral roles, even though they lack biblical and theological knowledge. So many people are becoming believers that the one who has been a believer the longest becomes the leader of the church, Schurmacher explained. That might be three years. Short for us, but long for them. We have such a high conversion rate worldwide that it's extremely difficult to follow up with discipling, with teaching, with Bible knowledge. The result is that people know much less and are more, much more open to secularism and strange things like health and wealth gospel. Along with the WEA, Schurmacher intends to face the crisis of poorly trained leadership by supplying a known global standard for the outcome and impact-based assessment. This is just one thing we do, but it's extremely important, he argued, because if evangelicals don't know the Bible any longer, it doesn't make any sense that we are a Bible movement. We have nothing else. We have no Pope. We have no structure that keeps us together, no matter what we believe. We need to sit down and study the Bible, know the scriptures, and be properly equipped for ministry. Now, I know this is true because I do something called a prophecy update every week. And if you want to know bad theology, start a prophecy update, okay? And you'll get all kinds of people with all kinds of ideas that have nothing to do with what is being discussed in the Bible. That's not to slam anybody, but people do not know their Bible but everybody on this planet is a specialist in Bible prophecy. I assure you of that, okay? So uh, it's very important. It is the most important thing that you will do every day is to pick up your Bible in the morning and read it, to pick up your Bible during the day and read it, and to pick up your Bible before you go to bed and read it. You are not going to know proper theology in any other way. You start there. You've got to know the Bible first before you go to a seminary, before you go and listen to a preacher, because if you don't know the Bible, you have no idea if what that preacher is telling you is correct or not. You have no basis to say he is wrong, zero. You must know your Bible by yourself. And then from there, you study theology. You can study theology that is bad theology to understand what is wrong. You can study what is proper theology to know what's right and how to defend what you know about bad theology, etc. But if you don't know your Bible, You cannot be a competent Christian in theological matters. Please read your Bible. From Mideast and Africa, from the Wall Street Journal, Iranian arms fighters bolster Maduro government in Venezuela, U.S. says. We've been reporting on this for several years, and they're down there still causing trouble. Iran, in all of these little countries. Iran has sent arms and dispatched paramilitary operatives to help President Maduro maintain his hold on power the top U.S. military commander for Central and South America said, we see a growing influence of Iran in there, citing the alarming and concerning presence of military personnel from the elite Quds force of Iran's IRGC. Tehran has used the force to support Syrian President Assad and other foreign allies and proxies. So dangerous stuff is happening down there. I'd like to back up to knowing your Bible again for a minute. I'm doing a commentary line by line in the book of Revelation right now. We started, let's see, we're in chapter 7 right now. It's probably been three months or so. One line, I do one commentary for one verse per day. And uh, eventually it'll take about a year and a half to get through the whole commentary. But, uh, you know, one of the questions that I've been getting people that read these things is, well, how do I know that pre-trib is correct and not mid-trib or post-trib? And the answer is to know your Bible, okay? And then to take it in the proper Context. Context is important, okay? If you are taking verses from Matthew, Mark, or Luke, and you're applying them to your eschatology, meaning your end times theology concerning the rapture, you are wrong. That's all there is to it, because Jesus is not in any of those verses speaking to the church. Never. He's never speaking to the church about the rapture. No man knows the day and hour. Okay, that has nothing to do with the rapture of the church. Zero. The rapture of the church was called by Paul a mystery in 1 Corinthians 15 which was 30 or more years after the ascension of Jesus Christ, okay? So, he introduced this mystery. If you want proper rapture theology, you will go to Paul's writings because he's the one that introduced it and he's the one that explains that subject. If you want to know if it's pre-trib, mid-trib or post-trib, don't go to the book of Revelation, don't go to what Jesus said, go to Paul's writings and he's very clear about that. If you want to know what is the timing of the rapture, just go to YouTube, and type in superior word, the timing of the rapture, and my video will come up. And that explains it. You don't need to go anywhere else. And people are always asking me to defend against a pre-trib, I'm sorry, a mid-trib or a post-trib rapture. I, I get that all the time. Would you please defend against that? And my answer is no. And the reason why is because there's no need to. They are incorrect. Their analysis is taken out of context, and therefore there's no need to. All you need to know is what is correct. And that comes from the writings of Paul. Okay. How do you know that? You must know your Bible. If you don't know your Bible, you're not going to be able to talk about those things properly. We'll go on. From Reuters UAE, target of cyber attacks after Israel deal. The UAE in August broke with decades of Arab policy when it agreed to forge ties with Israel in a move that angered Palestinians and some Muslim states and communities. Bahrain and Sudan have followed suit. Our relationship, for example, with the normalization with Israel really opened a whole huge attacks. That wasn't my writing, that was their writing, so I just want to highlight that. That was their error from some other activists against the UAE. Mohammed Hamad al-Kuwaiti said, uh, Kuwaiti said the financial sector was targeted but did not elaborate. He did not say if any of the attacks were successful or provide details on who the perpetrators were. He also told the conference that the number of cyber attacks in the UAE increased sharply after the start of the coronavirus pandemic. Kuwaiti said traditionally many attacks in the region originate from Iran without specifying who is behind them. Iran has also said that it has been a victim of hacking. Well, that's, you know, in response to their hacking of Israel, Israel turns around and hacks them and blows something up. But they are being attacked. These states are being attacked by Iran and others because of their aligning with Israel. It shows you that they're on the right side of the deal, okay? I stress this because people have really gotten down on President Trump over this, and he has done the right thing for this, not the wrong thing. From The Guardian, Iran nuclear deal, Saudi Arabia says Gulf states must be consulted if U.S. revives accord. Saudi Arabia is giving an ultimatum to Joe Biden if he becomes, you know, inaugurated in January. Saudi Arabia says the Gulf states must be consulted if a U.S. nuclear agreement with Iran is revived, warning it is the only path towards a sustainable agreement. President-elect Biden has signaled he will return the U.S. to a nuclear accord with Iran and that he still backed the 2015 deal negotiated under Obama, which Trump withdrew. A return to the agreement, known formally as the JCPOA, would delight U.S. allies in Europe but concern Gulf states, which have criticized U.S. engagement with Tehran. Biden has indicated that he will bring Iran's U.S.-allied Arab neighbors, such as Saudi Arabia, which sees Iran as its arch rival, into the process. They don't want to be in it. They don't want to be a part of it, and they don't want it being renegotiated. The Saudi foreign minister, Prince Faisal bin Farhan, said primarily what we expect is that we are fully consulted, that we and our other regional friends are fully consulted in what goes on vis-a-vis the negotiations with Iran. The only way towards reaching an agreement that is sustainable is through such consultation. I think we've seen a result of the after effects of the JCPOA that not involving the regional countries results in a buildup of mistrust and neglect of the issues of real concern and of real effect on regional security. From Zero Hedge, France, UK, Germany plea for Iran to reverse course on advanced centrifuge expansion they've been supporting this country. They've been violating, talking about Iran has been violating every single precept of this JCPOA. And yet these countries in Europe are still saying, please, please come back. Please stop doing these things. It's literal insanity. It's like giving a kid a gun that's loaded and saying, okay, just play with it. And it could point in any direction at any time. You don't know what he's going to do with it. That's what's, that's how bad this is. In a letter dated 2 December, 2020, Iran informed the agency that the operator of the fuel enrichment plant FEP at Natanz intends to start installation of three cascades of IR2M centrifuge machines at FEP the IAEA told member states. But now European signatories of the 2015 JCPOA are urging Iran not to go through with it, saying they are deeply alarmed it could backfire in terms of Biden's reported willingness to drop sanctions. All they're worried about is getting him back into this. They don't care about the rest of the world or how it could affect the Israelis or the Arab states. France, Germany, and Britain said in a joint statement that Iran must remain serious about preserving space for diplomacy. The expanded centrifuges, they said, could have the opposite effect. Iran's recent announcement to the IAEA that it intends to install an additional three cascades of advanced centrifuges at the fuel enrichment plant in the Tants is contrary to the JCPOA and deeply worrying. And yet they'll just wring their hands and do nothing. From The Guardian, and this is why our president got out of that all these years ago is because of exactly this attitude by these people. From the Guardian, Iran says it will comply with nuclear deal if Biden lifts all sanctions. So he's threatening them. Foreign minister calls on U.S. to show its good faith, but appears to rule out renegotiating the deal. Haaretz, Biden says he will re-enter Iran deal without new conditions, then negotiate with new agreement. That's insane. Uh, We're going to let you do everything you've been doing, and then we'll renegotiate. And what if they say they don't want to? They'll wring their hands and do nothing. President-elect Biden says it is critical for U.S. to return to the nuclear deal, which Trump pulled out of in 2018 as a means of stemming Iran's nuclear program. It is completely opposite logic going on in the world today. From the Jerusalem Post, Hezbollah's Nasrallah to move to Iran amid regional tensions. They're really scared of Israel. Hezbollah Secretary General Hassan Nasrallah plans to move to Iran and may already have made the move, an informed source told the Kuwaiti al jarida newspaper. The source told the paper that intelligence services in Lebanon and neighboring countries have monitored extensive encrypted communications between the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps and Hezbollah concerning the move. Nasrallah is meant to stay in Tehran for an indefinite amount of time and it is unclear when exactly he will return to Lebanon. Well, if he ever does, he's a marked man. He better not go back, but we'll see. From Mongolia, the diplomat. How changing U.S. administrations shape Mongolia-U.S. relations? It's not really an interesting article, but I picked one paragraph out of it just to show you the liberal bent of uh, the diplomat. The U.S. approach to Mongolia has historically been heavily shaped by different administrations. Moreover, the end of Trump-era governance mirrored a vital aspect of Mongol politics. The outcome of the U.S. presidential election, here it is, in which Trump refused to concede defeat, raising baseless claims of voter fraud, sparked a noticeable controversy in Mongolian public opinion. Trump-era disinformation has spread to Mongolia, too, causing a division and sparking conspiracy theories about the American election as well as Mongolia's upcoming presidential election. So it's just kind of fanning around the world here. Still overall, the strategic agreement forged under the Batulga and Trump administrations is strong indication of the stable good relations that have been established and continue throughout different administrations so trump is taking care of mongolia and they're happy about it and they're thinking over in mongolia exactly what half of the population here is thinking from daniel 12 technology from xinhua chinese scientists achieve quantum computational advantage if you don't think this is important you're asleep a research, everybody just woke up. What's happening? <laughs> a research team, including renowned Chinese quantum physicist Pan Jianwei, announced a significant computing breakthrough, achieving quantum computational advantage. The team established a quantum computer prototype named Jui Zong, via which up to 76 photons were detected. This achievement marks that China has reached the first milestone on the path to full-scale quantum computing. A quantum computational advantage, also known as quantum supremacy, which indicates an overwhelming quantum computational speed-up. No traditional computer can perform the same task in a reasonable amount of time, and the speed-up is unlikely to be overturned by classical algorithmic or hardware improvements, according to the team. Jui Zong's quantum computing system can implement large scale GBS 100 trillion times faster than the world's fastest existing supercomputer. The team also said the new prototype processes 10 billion times faster than the 53 qubit quantum computer developed by Google. 10 billion times faster. From New Atlas, Chinese quantum computer completes 2.5 billion year task in minutes. Researchers in China claim to have achieved quantum supremacy, the point where a quantum computer completes a task that would be virtually impossible for a classical computer to perform. The device named Jui reportedly conducted a calculation in 200 seconds that would take a regular supercomputer a staggering 2.5 billion years to complete in 200 seconds. That's almost as fast as my brain. (laughs) Okay, my friend in England, his name is Benzer. Some of you remember he came with Sandra and uh, they they came, they were the last people out of America before the lockdown. They got on the plane and the sky was locking down behind them, okay? It was that close, but we're so happy they came and they're such a wonderful, delightful couple. Uh, He sent me his comments on that particular article I just read. The brains of a computer is the CPU. By itself, it is nothing. But add memory, a hard drive, motherboard, drivers, software, and an internet connection. You can break any encryption if the CPU is powerful enough. Quantum computer is the CPU. All the other things are already in place. All that's left is 5G. And now now they're already working on 6G in China. I told you they got that 6G satellite out a couple weeks ago. We talked about that. Every bit of information that is stored on a computer will be available to the Antichrist. And there is nothing anyone will be able to do about it. You can't cut the power because there is no central building. The world is the brain, every computer, cell phone, every satellite, every power station. That's what this quantum computer means for the world. From physics.org, China powers up nuclear reactor it claims is more powerful than the sun we orbit. China successfully powered up its artificial sun nuclear fusion reactor for the first time, marking a great advance in the country's nuclear power research capabilities. You wonder why these Chinese things are being going on in the U.S. government so much lately and you've been hearing about it and why our current president is so adamant about cutting them off. These kind of things right here, right here. Okay. Marking a great advance in the country's nuclear power research capabilities. The HL2M tokamak. Reactor is China's largest and most advanced nuclear fusion experimental research device. And scientists hope that the device can potentially unlock a powerful, clean energy source. It uses a powerful magnetic field to fuse hot plasma and can reach temperatures of over 150 million degrees Celsius, approximately 10 times hotter than the core of the sun. The development of nuclear fusion energy is not only a way to solve China's Strategic energy needs, but also has great significance for the future sustainable development of China's energy and national economy. So, there you go. They've got a super quantum computer that can do everything in three seconds that it takes us forever to do. And now they've got something as powerful as the sun in heat energy. I suppose you could turn that into some type of a weapon as well. I do not know that, but there you go with that. From Revelation Plagues today, from the Superior Word News Service. Cebu. I said this was going to happen. I said this about three weeks ago when Qantas Airlines, when they said what they said, Cebu Pacific will require COVID passports for travel. Okay, so we have another one. You're going to see these dominoes falling week by week by week until pretty soon you're not going to be able to get on an airplane without your little COVID-19 passport. From the Toronto Sun limits may be placed on unvaccinated Ontarians. So if you're up in Ontario right now, you're going to have limits placed on you. Residents of Ontario who refuse to be vaccinated for COVID-19 may face some limits. Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. David Williams, says someone may have to show proof of vaccinations, for instance, to enter a nursing home or hospital without personal protection equipment. Okay, so that's they're starting there. Okay, nursing homes and hospitals. Pretty soon it's going to be Everything. Can't come into this movie theater, which we won't have any movie theaters here pretty soon. We'll get to that later, but you can't come into this. Anybody can put the restriction unless they show their little COVID 19 passport. From Zero Hedge, Welsh government says people will get ID cards to prove they've been vaccinated. Zero Hedge, UK government medical officer says masks should be worn for years. Well, I thought they get dirty after the first use and you're supposed to throw them away. <laughs> Hey, listen, I heard something terrible a couple days ago. I read an article on it. If you have to go into a MRI and you've got a mask on, make sure it doesn't have the little metal clips that hold the uh, thing on because somebody burned their face really badly with it. Yeah. If you need your MRI, take off your mask. Oh, you can't. Whatever. Okay. uh, Zero Hedge, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, COVID-19 vaccine won't be mandatory. But we'll do everything to make your life so miserable that you'll have no choice but to take it. They're not going to make it mandatory, but you will not be able to buy or sell without it. Okay? Reuters. No COVID-19 vaccine, no normal life. Here it is, UK minister suggests. So Boris says it's not mandatory, but the ministers are saying, we're going to make your life miserable. People who refuse a vaccine for COVID-19 could find normal life curtailed as restaurants, bars, cinemas, and sports venues could block entry to those who don't have proof they are inoculated, Britain's new vaccine minister said. Christian Post. Evangelical NIH director, that's the UK, Francis Collins says, most churches should be remote until public is vaccinated. No church unless you have your papers. Federalist papers. Mayor in LA County declares not wearing a face mask in public is an act of domestic terrorism. (laughs) CBS, Pasadena volunteers to patrol streets, help enforce mask mandates. So you just get some guy off the street that wants to volunteer and what's he going to do, beat you up? New York Post, New York sends mass squad to enforce COVID 19 rules in Lax counties. Fox, LA County Sheriff says they will not enforce his stay at home orders. Good. And there's about three other cops after that article that said the same thing. We're not doing what Newsom says anymore. Zero Hedge, 90 year old nursing home resident, chooses assisted suicide over another lockdown. LMT Online, New Mexico shut down nearly everything to keep hospitals from being overwhelmed by COVID. It wasn't enough. Well, guess what? Florida's never locked down. We did for about eight minutes so that we could say we did it. We don't have any higher rates than anybody that's been locked down for months and months and months. We're probably better off. Okay? Epic times. North Carolina governor orders residents to stay home every night, so you can't get COVID during the day, but you can get it at night. Apparently. Yeah. Zero Hedge. Russia warns citizens not. This is a non-starter, folks. I got a Russian in this place. Okay, I bet you he will. He will support me in saying that this is a non-starter. Russia warns citizens not to drink alcohol for six weeks after COVID-19 vaccines. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Russians like their vodka, okay? I can, that's a non starter for morality. You'd have a whole country of people going like this. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I heard a beat. Give me just a second. Okay, hang on one second. Oh, hey, congratulations. Where's your bride to be? Come on, we want to see her. There she is. Oh, congratulations. Yay! Do you know, Faith, that I have known this forever, and I didn't tell a single person. I told nobody. I didn't tell anybody. I kept my mouth shut through this whole thing. That's almost a record. Unbelievable. You're
1: better than my parents. Oh. Because my
0: parents told everybody. Well, I didn't tell one person. I printed off your photo this morning, and I put it on Grandpa's sermon before he came in, and he looked at that, and he almost flipped. He almost slipped. He a couple weeks ago was saying, "I wish Thor would marry that girl. I'm going to die before he marries her." And I, I wanted so bad to say, "No, he's already, he's already got the ring," but I couldn't do it. So, con- congratulations, you guys. Thank you. All right, we love you very much. We're at the lighthouse. You're at the what? A oh, lighthouse? I thought you were in prison. I thought you got arrested. <laughs> Okay, enjoy the lighthouse there. You got a little bit of fog. Oh, don't show me that. I don't like heights, okay? All right. Let me... All right, put, put her back on. Let me see her face again. We love you guys. Love you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Uh, did I tell you they got engaged last night? I don't even remember what article I was reading. Something about uh, drinking alcohol. Morality. Yeah, we're going to go to morality now. I'm so happy for them. Twitter, San Diego Unified School District forcing teachers to attend white privilege seminars where they are forced to acknowledge they live on stolen land and reject whiteness. They're forced to do this. Shiva, do not resuscitate orders are being applied to adult patients with learning difficulties. Steve Scown of Dimensions UK, a learning disability charity, told the Commons Health and Social Care Committee... We've seen that the number of DNRs that have been placed on people that we support without any consultation with their families or anybody who knows their best interests. The orders mean that patients might not be taken to hospital if they go into cardiac arrest while in care accommodation. The Mail said in September, a University of Bristol report found that learning disabilities was wrongly being used as justification to apply the orders during the pandemic. That's just what the Nazis did. You know, you you can't take care of yourself. We're going to get rid of you. The report found that although the orders were applied correctly to most adults with learning disabilities, others were made in breach of the Mental Capacity Act. Hmm cns pelosi says yes to biden plan to order schools to let transgenders play on girls teams and use their locker rooms daily wire scotus declines hearing case where parents don't want transgender students sharing facilities they just declined it so it went back down and it's law Mm -hmm. our other category sergio and Rhoda did a video they did a video here now they are from israel they do videos in israel about israel Okay, I'm reporting this now because this is a video that they did in Florida. They came to Florida to buy camera equipment and to fellowship with the superior word. They're going back. They're the most popular people in Israel. When they get off the plane, people are taking photos of them. It's amazing, but I want you to know if you want to see my house, okay, where I live, they did a video. Somebody in Australia, Lisa White, I take, I've been taking a sunrise photo every morning for over 10 years, every single day. And if there's not a sunrise, I usually paint one in. I did that this morning because it was foggy. Okay. But Lisa, what a sweet soul she is. She said, would you put a streaming camera up in your yard so we can look at your bay and the view all day long? And Sergio saw that, and he's been waiting for a year to do this. And he got here, and what did he do? He came here, and he had his wife dig a trench in my backyard out to the bay to put up a camera. It is the most, did you guys like that video today? It is the most exciting video. But this guy, I'm going to tell you, don't get too excited. This guy could make boiling water exciting, okay? Oh, look at how the bubbles are coming up. The video would be incredible, and you'd get 20 million views. Please, if you want to see a very fun video about Siesta Key, where I grew up and where I live, uh, go to Sergio and Rhoda in Israel and look at their newest video. It came out a couple days ago. It's about Siesta Key sunrises. You will be blessed by that video. If I remember, I will put a link to it in the comments section. I'm not very good about that, and I've forgotten. And then somebody five days later says you forgot this. Well, my brain is—it's <laughs> not a quantum computer, okay? It's, okay. Um, so we're going to go on now. But I want to thank them for doing that because that was really a fun video. It really was, and it was inspiring. We had Gary who came down to visit. Um, he got a nasty chore of redigging the trench after we <laughs> m- messed it up, but he's back up in North Carolina, probably still panting from the work we put him through. Anyway, okay, um, Epic Times Beijing manipulated Wall Street to steer U.S. policy until Trump became president, Chinese professor says. Okay. You have to read that article. It's from the Epic Times. If you want it again, Beijing manipulated Wall Street to steer U.S. policy until Trump became president. Chinese professor said this, okay? That was actually banned in China. They're not allowing anybody to see this anymore because it's so damaging. Federalist, FBI, communist China spy infiltrated California politicians, including Russia hoaxer Eric Swalwell. You probably know that if you don't, now you do. From Fox Cotton, guy's name is Cotton. Wall Street CEOs are effectively lobbyists for communist China. Read the article. From Golo Samariki, San Francisco banned smoking tobacco in apartments. San Francisco officials have banned tobacco smoking in apartments, your private apartment, citing concerns about secondhand smoke. At the same time, smoking marijuana in residential areas is still allowed. Initially, it was proposed to extend the ban to smoking marijuana, but council members voted to delete the provision from the text of the document after activists said that the new law would deprive them of the only place to smoke marijuana because state law prohibits doing it in public places. Hmm. So you can smoke pot in your house, but you can't smoke your cigarettes. Okay, and it's untrue. They smoke pot all over San Francisco, and they we saw this a couple years ago. They do not enforce that law, so they just lied they were, had no intention of doing that. They just don't want people smoking in their apartments, but you can smoke pot all day long and twice on Saturday. All right, Zero Hedge. Snowflake CEO, Not he's not a Snowflake. He's the CEO of Snowflake. Snowflake CEO earns $95 million a month. If you want to get rich, get into high tech, okay? Whatever Snowflake does, he makes a lot of money. I figured it out. That's $2,000 per minute. That he makes. And that's only a 24 hour day. If you go down to an eight hour day, he makes more in five minutes than I will make in 50 years, okay, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out yourself. Divide it by, uh, no, well, two times, there's, uh, let's see, minutes, there's eight, eight, uh, there's three eight hour periods. $6,000 a minute is what he's making then, right? I think that's what it is. If he's working an eight hour day, that's a lot of money. If you wanna get rich, get into tech. Zero hedge. Chicago Teachers Union tweets, Reopening schools would be racist, sexist, and misogynistic. Mm. (laughs) Town Hall. Trump pulls most U.S. troops out of Somalia. Mm -hmm. Zero Hedge. Newsmax ratings surge. Surpass Fox for the first time. Good. Good. Zero Hedge. The plot against small businesses i mentioned this a couple weeks ago, just in a passing thing, this is what's going on, and somebody must have watched the update and wrote an article about it. If one were to consider the upward transfer of wealth and market share to big business since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, one would think such economic changes were intended. After all, it's no secret that the interests of politicians and the corporate elite align more often than not. As we near a year of lockdowns and sheltering in place the long-term effects of pandemic policy on the economy are becoming clearer. Almost every piece of legislation ostensibly designed to curb the spread of the coronavirus and protect workers has wreaked devastation on small businesses while benefiting the largest corporations. You're all ordering stuff on Amazon every day now. You didn't do that before, maybe, or maybe you did it a little bit, but you're doing it a lot more now. These people are going up billions of dollars a day in their wealth okay? Roughly 100,000 small businesses have permanently closed due to COVID-19, while big box retailers, tech giants, and pharmaceutical manufacturers have seen record profits. Okay, I uh, go out and I take care of them all every day, and I blow off leaves and do stuff like that, and it's a lot of hard work for an hour or two every day, but while I'm there, that's when I do my thinking, okay? And I, I was just almost mourning over the thought that came to my head a couple weeks ago is that uh, we have people that are termed non-essential, okay? Everybody that during COVID-19 that had to go to work could, but everybody else was non-essential and they had to lock up and stay home. Think of it. You're non-essential. You're not needed. And you wonder why 17,000 people in Japan in the last year have committed suicide because they're non-essential. There is no, there is no non-essential person in the workforce, anywhere in this world, the person that runs the the radio or the, uh, what do you call it, the thing that you, uh, MRI, whatever that's called, magnetic resonance, whatever, the person who runs the MRI at the hospital is no more important than the person that makes the little knob to turn this part of the MRI. You can't have an MRI unit without that person working, okay? Every single person in this nation and on this planet that has a job is essential. Okay? The only thing that is not essential if you think it through clearly is the government that represents us. We elect them, they pass laws and then they should just go home. That's the way it normally is. They've made their own essentiality and now they say that you're not essential and you're not essential and you're not essential. This is damaging, it's harmful to the psyche of people, it's causing all kinds of mental problems and It's destroying not only lives, but it's destroying the infrastructure of our nation as we know it. So pretty soon, all we're going to have is big tech, and you have to order everything online. There's nobody that is not essential. Every one of you and every person that's watching this update is essential. From Bloomberg, restaurant closings top 110,000 with industry in free fall. More than 110,000 restaurants have closed permanently or long-term across the country as the industry grapples with the devastating impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. And more pain is ahead with a potential shutdown of indoor dining in New York City, which is now enforced just as the temperatures drop. The nationwide tally representing one in six U.S. eateries is among the findings of a survey released by the National Restaurant Association. The figure was up from about 100,000 shutdowns in September, so that's 10,000 more since then. The Washington-based trade group shared the latest results with congressional leaders in an attempt to secure financial support for a sector rocked by rising costs and falling sales. The restaurant industry simply cannot wait for relief any longer, Sean Kennedy, Executive Vice President of Public Affairs at the Association, said in a letter to Congress. What these findings make clear is that more than 500,000 restaurants of every business-type, franchise, chain, and independent are in an economic freefall. Mail online. Curtains for movie theaters? Warner Brothers will release its 2021 films, including Matrix 4 and Dune, in cinemas and on HBO Max at the same time. In seismic shift that could spell the end for big screen. So they're giving the money to the big tech. They're they're slowly working it in. Oh, we'll still open them at the theaters. Well, those theaters are going to be toast in six months because they can't compete with people sitting at home with their zapper, okay? Warner Brothers announced... You can see, I said this at the beginning of this. This will be the greatest wealth transfer in the history of this nation, of this world. I said it when nobody believed it, and it's happened. Go back and watch the updates, and you'll see where I said it. I don't remember which one. We've done 400 and some now, so anyway... Warner Brothers announced that all 17 of its 2021 film slate will stream on HBO Max at the same time they play in theaters. The movies will be available to subscribers on AT&T's video streaming service to view at no cost, no extra cost beyond the $14.99 a month subscription. You got to spend 15 bucks to go to the theater, right? Maybe it's more. I don't know. I haven't been in years, but what I'm saying is that they can't compete. These people don't have to pay any extra and they get the movie right at the beginning. Executives said it is a one-year plan while the vast majority of U.S. theaters continue to keep their doors closed due to the pandemic. But the movie could cripple the cinema industry following years of dwindling ticket sales and a failure to compete with online streaming services. News RU. Nasdaq proposes excluding companies with no women or minorities in management. According to the requirement, a large American corporation that wants its shares to be listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange must have at least one woman and one member of underrepresented minorities, meaning African-Americans, Hispanics, LGBTQ, and so on, on the board of directors. Small American and foreign companies can get by with at least two women on the board of directors. It doesn't matter who is most qualified anymore. All it matters is that you are promoting this agenda. Mail online. This is something from Lunatic Central, and it is for Lunatic Central, but I thought I'd read it. (laughs) Mankind has made contact with an alien galactic federation, but it has been kept secret because humanity isn't ready, former head of Israeli's space security program claims. This is the head of their program. (coughs) Haim Eshed said aliens are real and secretly in contact with America and Israel. He claimed the Galactic Federation runs an underground Mars base with the U.S. The 87-year-old said aliens will not come into the open until humanity evolves. If you want to know about that, you can email me. Don't, because then I'll get too many emails. But theologically, there are no other sentient beings in this universe. This universe was created for this Earth, and this Earth was created for man. Everything in creation... We'll talk about that in our Christmas sermon coming up next week, okay? Everything in this creation was created for a reason. And it all stems on what God is doing right here. And if there are other sentient beings, they will, by default, fall. And then Christ would have to be crucified again and again and again on every one of those planets. There are no others... There may be beings all over this universe. There may be dinosaurs and cats and dogs but there are no other sentient beings like humanity anywhere. Okay. That's lunatic central there. Okay. I got less first. AIDS, not the place for the cross. The soldiers. Oh, you know what? I can't read this one this week. I had to take that article out because of all this stuff that happened in Israel. Les, Kathy. I'm sorry. If I add that article in next week, I will read it. I didn't even think about that. I did it this morning because we had so many articles and no less for you. No soup for you. Okay. I got an irony and we'll be done. Zero Hedge, this is, this is like the epitome of irony. Black Google researcher claims she was fired because she discovered AI is racist. Uh. Yeah. yeah, such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the superior word. My son got engaged last night. <laughs> and that's your Prophecy Update for the week.